Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is episode 152, Reading in Odd Circumstances. If you're listening to this in the spring of 2020, we are in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's a weird thing to say, and you've likely been home for a long while. We have really gone through it, you guys. The emotional upheaval, the annoyance at the Groundhog Day of everything, coupled with the grief we feel for people all over the world in unthinkable circumstances, the sudden task of walking our kids through online school, figuring out how to talk to them about what's happening, trying to work from home, maybe alongside a partner who also has to work from home, being worried about money, not being around our friends and families, not going to church, not hugging people, not knowing what's going to happen from one day to the next. I am not listing this out to be dramatic. Maybe we just need to like take this moment to put our national and global situation in context. This is hard. You are not being kind to yourself at all if you're not allowing yourself to say that this is hard. I know that none of us wants to like just fold and throw in our cards and give up, but you can still rally and be resilient and hopeful at the same time that you name the difficulty of what's happening. The two do not cancel each other out. We are, we are living in unprecedented times, at least for, you know, my generation. So be kind to yourself as you walk through the muck of this. Okay, so this episode is about reading. And if you look at the title, um, Reading in Odd Circumstances, we're definitely in the oddest of circumstances. But if you are listening to this in a time that is not the spring of 2020, not during a global pandemic, you can still have odd circumstances in your life that affect normal things like reading. A lot of us turn to reading when we need to feel better, when we need to escape, when we just want to relax and have a very specific kind of fun. P.S. I have an announcement about a very specific kind of fun at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. But based on the number of downloads of previous episodes related to reading, I know that there is an overwhelming majority of people listening who really, really love to read. So when our regular reading rhythms are disrupted by odd circumstances, it's nice to have a roadmap of how to get back to normal or how to create a new normal. And that's what this episode will do. It's quite simple. Just three questions. First, when your reading was normal, what made it good? When life was the way it was, whatever was means, what made reading good? Maybe you had more time to do it, or you had lots of options of what to read next, or you were able to like rest at the end of the day with a book. So just briefly, simply name what made reading good. Second question What do you feel like you've lost 
now that you are in odd circumstances? What do you miss? Libraries, for example, are closed all over the country. If one of your favorite parts of reading was browsing library stacks, that's a big loss. Another thing you might miss is night reading. Maybe now you spend your days taking care of your kids and you have to work at night, which is when you used to read. So you miss having the time to read at night. For circumstances beyond this pandemic, let's say you're caring for a really sick parent in the hospital. You used to read in your favorite cozy living room chair, and now you live in hospital waiting rooms and those like hard plastic blue hospital couches. And that's not fun either. So maybe the answers to these two questions, maybe they overlap quite a bit even. What was good and what you miss, it could kind of be the same, but they also might not be. What was good about reading, for example, was that you know what books you love to read, but now you miss reading when you used to read. The good part hasn't really left. You still know your style and what books bring you life. When things change and shift, especially um, if it's in like a confusing, scary way, we tend to go all or nothing. If we can't read the way we used to, if we are so distracted by our odd circumstances, we kind of throw in the towel and just say like, well, I can't read right now. I can't do this thing that used to bring me so much joy because everything is different. I just want to encourage you that these first two questions are to help you see that maybe everything isn't different. Some things are, but maybe everything isn't. There might be things that are still the same in a good way. So it's important and helpful to name the reality to name what's actually happening in our situation, even with a topic as benign as reading. And now for the third question, what one choice can you begin making that will make reading work for you now, even in these odd circumstances? Part of that could be wrapped up in what reading does for you emotionally. If your normal reading time was at the end of the day, but now your end of the day is no longer fit for reading for whatever reason, One choice you can make is to name another time of day, even 10 minutes, where you can start reading again and get, you know, the benefit of enjoying the emotional benefit of enjoying of enjoying the book and having that rhythm just in a different time of day. Another single choice that can make reading work for you in odd circumstances could be that you move from digital reading to physical reading, maybe because you're working from home, you're constantly on Zoom. Um, You're helping your kids do online school, which is more computer time. The thought of pulling out your Kindle, even like the paper white that is as close to a book page as you can get and still be like a little computer. It just doesn't cut it right now. So if you used to read on an e-reader, that might not work as well now. So one simple choice could be to read physical books instead. Another example might be related to the genre or like the vibe of the book that you're choosing. A lot of people really love stories about like regular people living regular life, but in tough situations. Well, that's kind of our reality, like right now in actual life. And maybe that preferred genre is not the best choice for you. Maybe you're like, no, no, I do not want to read about regular life. Maybe magical realism or science fiction or fantasy or a mystery is better suited for you when it's time to read. You need more of an escape. And if you don't usually turn to reading for an escape, you might not think of that as being a good option to normalize your reading in abnormal circumstances, but it could be a small choice that could really help. 
So the third question again is, what one choice can you make that will make reading work for you right now? And really, what one choice can you begin making? It's a process. Knowing why reading was good before and then naming what you miss now that life feels very different, it's going to help you choose what that small step can be to make reading fun again. So for me, just to kind of put this in like a context of an actual person, for me, when life and reading were normal pre-pandemic, the thing that made reading good was that I always had something waiting for me. So I buy books at a local book fair once a year and stock up on titles that I know I'm going to love. And I just read those throughout the year. And I learn about what those titles will be mostly from reading, not from reading, from listening to what should I read next? I just get tons and tons of ideas there. And then like several people in my life who know my reading style and it overlaps, I just take book suggestions from trusted places. So I have that list. I take that list to a book fair and I fill my house with those books. It is fantastic. So I'm like fortunate to have a really robust TBR shelf. It's actually like a legit bookcase. It is not a single shelf. And that has not changed. I still have that bookcase. I still have great options of what to read next. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy, and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps, and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's 
Valentine's Day, I'm wearing Love Note, a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone. And Annie is wearing Bouquet, a shimmery pink that matches her personality. Plus, Olive and June's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days. Visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash L-A-Z-Y-G-E-N-I-U-S for 20% off your first Manny system. This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. The second question though of what I miss, what I feel like I've lost in my reading during these particular odd circumstances is that I don't, shockingly, I don't have as much time to read as I used to, which seems weird because we're home, but so is everyone else. The kids are always home. Uh, My husband is home. We're both learning to work from home, trading off our time. And because I have less alone time and space during the day, practically like none of it, I have way less energy at the end of the day um, because I do get my energy from being alone in small spurts. And so... The end of the day is when I would normally read like the bulk of my book for the day. But I'm just so tired at the end of the day to do that. I miss the time. I miss having more time to read. And frankly, because like right now I'm not spending as much time on Instagram or even on my phone at all during the day because there's just too much to do. There's too many people around. There's too much to manage. There's too much school to do, Um, which has kind of been a nice perk to not be as tied to my phone as I am when um, we're not in a global pandemic. Um, But I still like, I want to see what's, I still want to get on Instagram. I still want to see what's happening with my friends and see pretty pictures and laugh at really funny Instagram stories. And, you know, so a lot of nights at the end of the day, once the kids go to bed, I'll sit in my chair where I would normally be reading and I'll look at Instagram instead. And then I'll look up and it's been 45 minutes where I've been on Instagram and 45 minutes after my kids go to bed is like 930. Kendra is tired and I want to go to bed and I haven't even read my book yet. So in theory, that is fine. Like, I don't want to, I don't want it to sound like there's something wrong with spending your evenings on Instagram. Obviously I love Instagram, Um, but I really do miss reading and I prefer reading to Instagram pretty much. So knowing that I still have the resources and the choices on my bookshelf to read something that I will love, right? And then naming that I miss having the time to read as much as I used to um, before these circumstances. The one choice that I can begin making that will make reading work better for me is that I'm going to set a an Instagram timer at night if I want to get on Instagram at all. 
That's one part. Give myself like 15 minutes or so just to enjoy the feeds because there's some stories like I don't want to miss them. They're they're people I love to engage with on Instagram. Um, So but I can probably fit in the most essential ones in 15 minutes. So what does that mean? Right now I'm going to mute a lot of people. Just it's just a real thing and it's totally fine. Um, Now that does not mean that people I follow are not good at what they do or that they're not valuable in what they share, that they don't matter, even to me. They're just not as essential for me right now. And that is okay. Eventually, I will unmute again. But right now, when I open Instagram, I want to see that little check mark that says, you're all caught up. Like when you're scrolling the feed. I like that check mark. And I want for it to not take as long for me to get there either, so that I can read. Now, I don't have to do this in like one fell swoop, the muting part. That's why this third question is so important and that it says, what choice can you begin making? It is a process, whatever your small choice is. And it doesn't have to be done or accomplished all at once. So I'm not gonna like go through the entire list of people that I follow and and systematically mute or unmute. That would take more time than I have and it's not really worth it. What I can do though, is when I am on Instagram for the limited time of day, I'm gonna pay attention as posts come into my feed And if an account doesn't bring me the greatest amount of delight, which is what I need for Instagram to give me right now, I'm going to be real picky about it. I'm going to click those three dots on the top right corner of the post and select mute. It's temporary, but it is very helpful for what I need right now. So once you've answered those three questions, then just pick up your book. Go read. And um, I just want to tell you too, an update for those of you who have been around for a while, I'm finally reading Jaber Crow. I put that on um, Instagram like, I don't know, a week or two ago. The time, time right now is so confusing. I don't know how long ago it was. Um, It could have been yesterday, but I don't think it was yesterday, but I don't think it was more than two weeks. Anyway, I'm finally reading Jaber Crow. It has been on my stack for the last several seasons, like when we've talked about my um, like seasonal reading stack, but it's just never felt like the right time to read it. I've never picked it up. And now it is the perfect time. I'm loving it so much. So I just wanted to let you know about that. But um, I just hope you try these three questions over these next few days. See if you can add more joy into reading, um, into your reading life again, even when we're in these super, super weird, odd circumstances. I am planning to be on Instagram at the lazy genius this Thursday around noon. We can chat about this. um, So be sure to follow me there. But I really do hope that you, if you feel a little like hopeless, like you're giving up um, on trying to be a reader again, that this episode will help you have a little bit more hope about it. Okay, now it's time for me to share about the very specific kind of fun that I mentioned before. Okay, so reading is great. Obviously, we love stories and characters and all the things. We also love stories and characters in movies and TV shows. So I have created a project for us to do together. Or alone, if you're not a group project kind of person, there's no judgment. But I created something called the favorites file. And it is available today. Okay, I know you're like a responsible grown up and you have a checklist of things that you can get done while you're home for these next few weeks. And you know, I'm not trying to diminish that list. Um, I also am not trying to diminish those of you who have like essential jobs and are working at hospitals, and post office and grocery stores. And you guys who are teaching, um, your teachers who are teaching online classes, and you're also like trying to help your kids do their own schoolwork at home. We just all like 
applaud and bow and thank you so much for for all of that. We're so collectively grateful for you, truly. And as you go through that tiring day, or as you live Groundhog Day over and over and over again at your house, as like a newly minted work from home homeschool person, I think we all need a fun distraction that also feels like we're getting something done. And that is exactly what the favorites file is. It's a PDF that you can get absolutely free. This is just like a fun thing I made for you. There's no dollars for this. The favorites file is broken into four parts or four files. And within each file are four separate assignments. So in the film file, a couple of your assignments, you will systematically figure out your list of favorite movies and your favorite movie characters. In the show file, a couple of your assignments are um, figuring out your favorite shows and um, even a list of like your favorite specific episodes. In the actor file, you will figure out your crush more, uh, your favorite celebrity pairing. In the fun file, that's the fourth of the files, you'll plan out your celebrity dinner party. You will even choose who you'd be quarantined with. It's like a whole thing, you guys, and I am so stoked. So what we'll do for the next four weeks is we'll do our favorite files assignments, just, you know, kind of on our own. We will share some of them on Instagram week by week with templates I'll put up if you want to, if you want to share. And then after the four weeks, we're going to have our own award show from your choices called The Lazies. We will vote and all the things. I might even do an Instagram live to announce the winners. I might wear glitter. I don't know. Do you wear glitter? If you have been following me for several years, maybe not like in the last couple of years, but if you've been following me like for a while, for like longer than my daughter's been alive, if you remember Annie being born, um, you know that like this is my secret sweet spot. I love systemizing pop culture. I mean, it's like it's in my marrow. So this is going to be so much fun. So all you need to do right now, though, is like just download it. You just need to get the favorites file. So um, you can print it out. That's what I recommend just because I like printing things out. Um, You can print it out. You can slide it into like a little clipboard or a little binder or something. I mean, it's only like, I don't know, 25 pages, something. And um, and then we're going to do the assignments like one week at a time. Instructions and all of that are in the file and then the email that comes with it. But This is the project that you will have no trouble completing. No trouble. I promise you this with my whole heart. So click on the link in the show notes and, um, or you can go to the, just straight to the website and get it. The lazy genius collective.com slash TFF for the favorites file. We're going to have so much fun doing this. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to do it myself. I cannot wait to see your answers. This is just going to be so much fun. Okay. That is it for today. Be well, my friends. And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter. I mean, and hey, maybe a little genius about things that don't matter, like pop culture in these weird pandemic times. Um, And also, I guess, lazy about some of the things that don't. In a pandemic, this tagline does not count anymore. In general, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra, and I'll see you next week. Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? 
At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com.